At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The New York City cast is presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Play Sugarhouse Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting and has you covered for the NFL season. They are offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. They are bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Play Sugarhouse Sportsbook. Go to PlaySugarHouseSportsbook.com for details. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Play Sugar House. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Giants lose, Jets lose. That's it. That's our show. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, at some point, I mean, one of these Mondays, I think I'm just going to replay the show from the previous Monday and see if anyone notices. We'll just you know, flip around the stats and it's basically the same show every week. It's week after week with these teams. Uh, we'll start with the Jets. We do have some bowl games to get to a bowl game today, two NFL games, two NFL games tomorrow, uh, bowl games all day and night. So fun time of year, maybe not so much fun with the New York teams, but it is a, a fun time of year football all day and all night. Uh, we'll start with the Jets. They of course lose 31 to 24. They do cover uh, the game goes over the total. They actually led for most of this game. Uh, they led 10 nothing. They led 17 to 7. Believe it or not, this is their first double digit lead of the year, first 10 point lead of the year, first time since 2009 it has taken uh, until week 15 for a team to get its first double digit lead in the, uh, in the season. So, uh, good job by the Jets there. Pretty unbelievable statistic. You felt like once Miami tied it, they were in good shape. Uh, you know, there's a much better team. They're still in the mix for a wild card spot. We'll go through that in a minute. 
But Miami was playing catch up most of the, most of the day. Tua, I thought it played better this year. Played very well lately after a pretty ugly rookie year. He was starting to give you some reason to believe that he could at least be an adequate quarterback. Uh, I thought he was mostly off on this game yesterday. I mean, two horrible interceptions. Uh, could have had three or four. I mean, Jets dropped a couple. There was just some really, really risky throws. Uh, one of them, 24-17, he throws a ball outside of the numbers that takes, uh, basically takes a month to get there, and it gets picked off running for an easy touchdown. First interception by a Jets cornerback this year, and that tied the game at 24. But Miami went right back down and uh, right back down the field and scored to, to make it 31-24 and hold on to win the game, 31-24. to Dolphins averaged over six yards per play in the second half. Uh, this Jets defense just continues to be – just a completely helpless unit. I mean, go through some of the statistics here. It's 392 yards per game allowed, 31st in the league, a few yards behind the Seahawks were dead last. 30.6 points per game allowed. That is dead last and dead last by a large margin. The Raiders are second to last at 27-something. So almost dead last in yards, dead last in points allowed, 5.9 yards uh, per play allowed. That is dead last in the league. 0.9 turnovers per game so you know less than a takeaway per game that's 30th in the league and again this is supposed to be you know a defensive mastermind in Robert Salah this is his defense dead last or thereabouts in a lot of categories pretty much all across the board uh just dead last or, or thereabouts and again Miami nice offense to it you know has had a decent year he's, he's had a nice little resurgence here but again no waddle for Miami Fuller who never plays he was out he's always out uh, this is not the 2000 Rams. This is not the 2007 Patriots. And they just went right down the field whenever they needed to uh, and won the game. And again, this is supposed to be a defensive mastermind and Salah and, you know, his defense is just dead last in every category. And Miami just scored every time they needed to after falling behind early. Uh, the Dolphins, like I mentioned, over six yards per play in the second half. It, you know, it was weird. They had fourth and one from right around midfield. And this is a strange play. Miami runs a fake punt. And the up man who they snapped it to either wasn't expecting it, wasn't ready for it, kind of hits off his helmet. Uh, the, the Jets recover it. didn't matter who recovered it because it was fourth down. But, yeah, you could tell the Dolphins weren't on the same page there. Look, if you're going to go for it, just go for it. You know, you're killing their defense. It's just a yard. I think it was less than a yard. Just go for it. Uh, of course, the Jets just do nothing with the ball once they get it back because they're the Jets. They go backwards, they go three and out, they eventually punt, but that's when Miami throws the pick six to tie it. So, you know, if you're the Jets, Miami gave you every opportunity to get back in the game. The Jets were just too inept to take it. Uh, Wilson stunk once again, made some nice plays early, improvised, got out of trouble, but he did not, he did not complete a pass that traveled more than nine yards in the air. I mean, think about that. He did not complete a pass that traveled more than nine yards in the air. All dink and dunk. Uh, a lot of gadget plays early from the Jets. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw this, but Wilson did get a little snippy after the game. Someone asked him, hey, do you realize the offense does really well when you're not in there? And, you know, it's bad when you play, basically, was the question. And, uh, understandably, he got annoyed very briskly, said something like, you know, I don't think about that. And I uh, was, was sort of an abrupt answer, which, look, I can understand him getting annoyed. I mean, you know, what, what do you want him to say? Uh, it, it's a valid point. I just don't know what you, what you expect to gain by asking that. It's almost like you're hoping for a reaction. Hey, Zach, quick question. You suck. Your thoughts? I mean, <laughs> he, 
he does suck. Uh, can he get better? Of course. Will he get better? I'm not sure. I'm not sold. If you listen to this podcast, you know how I feel about him. There's a long way to go uh, to get from where he is now to where you expect him to be. You know, when you pick him second overall, you expect more than this. I mean, you can say he's a rookie. You can make all the excuses, the supporting cast, you name it. But look, the guy 13 spots after you. Okay, he's in a better situation, Mac Jones. But, you know, he's in your division and he's really good. You know, I don't know that, that Jones will ever be, you know, an MVP top five quarterback in the league type of guy, but he's a good player. He, he's clearly a good player and he's in your division. He went 13 spots after the guy you picked second. It's, it's a tough one to live with. It's a tough one to live with. And you can say, well, he's in a good situation. He's got a good defense, a good coach. It's all true, but look, I mean, it's just the reality of the situation that you, you look like you have another bust on your hands. And you compare it with Jones, who, uh, you know, is going to be a good player for a long time. And now I wasn't sure about him coming in. He doesn't move around great. He doesn't have a great arm. I thought he was a little overrated coming into the year. But, you know, even a month or two in, I was like, he's really not doing a lot. But, you know, I was wrong. He is pretty good. And he is light to your head of where Wilson is. Uh, so that's the Jets. To recap that, Wilson, the defense, and the coach all suck. They suck yesterday. And they will seemingly continue to suck going forward. Again, we can probably just clip that and replay it every Monday, save everyone some time, because this is just uh, a reoccurring theme with the Jets. They lose 31-24. They are now 3-11. They do cover to go to 4-10 and against the spread on the year. Congratulations on that. That will look good on a banner. Jets are actually 5-25 since the beginning of last year. 5-25 and 25 since week one of last year. You, make, you listen to some of these stats with the New York teams and the record since a certain date, and it's almost – you could make up any stat, and I don't know at what point you wouldn't believe it. If I told you the Jets were 3-40 and 40 the last 43 games, you'd probably believe it for a second and then think about it and say, wait, that can't be true. It's not true. I made it up, but, I mean, that's how bad it is. They are 5-25 and 25 since week one of last year. They're 3-11 and 11 this year. It's just – man, it's tough. It's tough if you're the Jets. It's You know, you're looking at another top five pick. Um, I mean, that's the silver lining. The, Dolph, the, uh, the Dolphins beat you. The Texans win and the Lions win. So you got an outside shot here at the number one pick. Uh, you'll probably finish in the top three or the four, top three or four or so. Um, again, another good pick here for the Jets. Uh, next week, they are, let's see. Oh, come on. Next week, the Jets, they host the Jaguars. What the hell? Seriously? I think I have some vacation time I can use. Jets, Jaguars, really? I have to watch this. Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence in a bust-off. Wow, that should be a lot of fun. The Jets lose. They are 3-11, and and now they play the Jags. Like I said, outside shot at the first pick because the Texans won, the Lions won. So uh, at least your draft position moved up. It's funny, that win against the Texans uh, a month or so ago actually you know, it might come back to bite the Jets because that's a reverse tiebreaker scenario where it actually hurts you to win head-to-head for draft positioning. But the Jets lose 3-11, and 126 yards passing on the day, uh, six sacks allowed, couldn't block, couldn't throw, couldn't tackle, and they suck. The Dolphins are now 7-7. Seven and seven. They are in the mix for the AFC wildcard race, which is fascinating. It's a really fascinating AFC picture if we'll go through it here in a minute. Uh, the Chiefs are 10-4. and four. They have a one-game lead for the one seed, believe it or not, after that bad start, three and four. They've won six in a row, and you know, they got a good shot to, hear, to, to be the one seed and get the one and only bye. The Pats and the Titans are nine and five. 
but the Pats have the Bills this week, and that's essentially the division title game. Bills have, uh, you know, the home, home games against the Falcons and the Jets after that. So that's a big game this week. The winner of that game pretty much controls the tiebreaker because New England, you know, obviously won head-to-head already. So if they win again, they win the tiebreaker. If Buffalo wins, they are tied head-to-head, but Buffalo only has one division loss, and New England would have two because uh, New England lost to Miami early in the year. So this game is for the division. I mean, that's pretty much it. This game is for the division, barring an upset, you know, by Atlanta or the Jets against Buffalo. This game is going to decide the AFC East. AFC South, the Titans are 9-5, and five, but they cannot score at all. They are a mess. Uh, they turned the ball over four times yesterday. Only gave up 168 yards and lost to the Steelers somehow. That was a, a tough way to lose. One touchdown drive yesterday, and it was off of a, a short field after a, a long punt return. It was a 25-yard drive. That was their only touchdown of the day. So the Titans are a mess, but they do lead the Colts by a game and a half because the Colts are 8-4. and four. But the, the Titans, believe it or not, swept Indianapolis, which – doesn't seem possible the way those teams are playing now, but they did. And that's big here with, you know, only three games lead, three games left to have a one and a half game lead. Uh, then we go to the AFC North. Cincy and Baltimore are both, let's see, eight and six. Cleveland plays in a couple of hours here. We're taping this Monday afternoon. So it's possible in a, in a few hours from now, three teams are all eight and six. And it's funny, if Cleveland wins today, they're in first place. And if they lose, they're in last place. But all these teams in the North have very tough schedules. I think it's very possible, uh, if not likely, that that division does not get a second team in. Uh, they all play each other down the stretch. They might all cannibalize each other. And we might have a scenario where it's just the division winner from the AFC North get in. Uh, like I said, they all play each other. Baltimore's at Cincy this week. And what is a huge game? Cincy's at Cleveland the last game of the year. So that's the AFC North. The AFC West, the Chiefs are in good shape. They're going to win it there. Good shot to be the one seed, which brings us to the wild card. Uh, a lot of teams in the mix. We'll start with the Chargers. They have eight wins. They get the Texans uh, this week, so they should win that to go to nine. Then they get the Raiders and the Broncos. You figure they split that and they get you to 10, and that probably gets them in. Indy, like I said, is at eight. They have the Cardinals on Christmas in Arizona, which is a great game. Then they are home for the Raiders and at the Jags. You figure you get two out of three there. That gets them to 10. That probably gets them in. Whoever loses the AFC East likely gets the 10 as well. The Pats would only need one win if they don't get the division. Uh, they also play Jacksonville. They play Miami, so they'll probably get to 10 and get in. Uh, Buffalo, if they were to lose, they would just need to beat Atlanta and the Jets. That would get them to 10. So if you're Miami, your hope for getting in is really, and I'm bringing them up because I mentioned, I think a couple of weeks ago with Ryan Rothstein that, Plus 800, plus 1,100 Miami to get in the playoffs is a good bet, and I did bet it, so I've had my eye on them. Uh, so if any of you bet that, your hope here is to win out, obviously, go 10-7, and seven, beat the Saints, beat the Titans, maybe a, a careless Pats team week 18 in Miami. Uh, not impossible. And then hope the Titans somehow cough up the division because the Titans have San Fran this week, and then they're at Miami. So Miami, the one team they can really catch is Tennessee because they play them head-to-head, -head. and the Titans, like I said, are really bad right now. But it would take Indy leapfrogging the Titans for the division because Miami lost head-to-head -head with the Colts, and they don't really have a great tiebreaker scenario. So uh, if you drag Tennessee down to the wild card, you can have the same record as them and beat them head-to-head. -head. You can kind of hop them. So Miami not out of it. They just need to win out and really hope they get some help. Uh, they are done with the Jets, which is unfortunate for them. They played the Jets twice over the last month or so here, so – uh, maybe they'll petition the league, see if they could play the, play the Jets a few more times and, uh, and get in the playoffs here. 
And look, we could talk about easy schedule, tough schedule, as we see every week. Any of these teams can lose to pretty much anyone any single week. It's It's been kind of crazy the second half of the year after what was a pretty, you know, chalky start of the season. If you were in a survivor pool, uh, we were talking week six, week seven, you're still in it because there were no upsets. Nobody by a touchdown or more that was favored by a touchdown or more lost. Since then, since really starting with the Jets beating the Bengals, that might have been on Halloween. It has just been chaos every week. A 10, 11 point underdog loses. We had a couple of them yesterday. Uh, 10 point underdog uh, wins. We, you know, the Saints won yesterday. The Lions won yesterday. So it, it's been crazy. So you could sit here and look at schedules and, you know, assume this is a win, assume this is a loss. But as we know, this is the NFL and anything can happen. So uh, a lot of teams in the mix in the AFC, a lot of teams in the mix in the NFC. There's still a lot to play out. It's a lot of fun this time of the year with all the scenarios. When we come back, We'll do the Giants just because we have to. We're contractually obligated. This is the New York City cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Uh, we'll also come back with some picks. We'll go through the games today, and we'll be right back. Play Sugar House Sportsbook has taken its game to the next level. Not only has it added robust same-game parlays for football, it's playable in a new state, Connecticut. Whether you want to place your bets in New Jersey or Connecticut, you can count on Play Sugar House Sportsbook to deliver a one-of-a-kind experience from your first bet to your fast payout approval. Download the Play Sugar House app or go to PlaySugarHouse.com today. Must be 21. Playable in New Jersey or Connecticut. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey or 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. The VEASAN Midseason Football Special is here. Put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you. From now through February for only $99. The daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of football season for only $99. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back, New York City Cast, presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Hell of a sports day, like I said, bowl game this afternoon. NFL doubleheader starting at five. I think you got two bowl games tomorrow. Two more NFL games tomorrow. I think those are at seven. Uh, those are on against each other, which I don't like. I wish they you know, spread them out. Start one at five. Start one at eight. Uh, I'm sure they had the reasons, but you know and that's a tough scenario too. Playing Tuesday, and then these teams are gonna have to turn around and play Sunday, but. Uh, you know, if you're going to play on the same uh, on the same night, might as well spread them out so we can watch them all. And, you know, the, the scenario tonight where one starts at five, one starts at eight fifteen is uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. I'll give you some picks on those coming up. The picks have been good between this show and uh, Lombardi show yesterday, eight and two on the picks. So uh, hopefully we can keep it up. Hopefully you can repay the favor. If you want to repay the favor, just go to Spotify or, or Apple and leave a review. There's actually a new feature on Spotify where you can leave a review. So. Uh, if you want to do that, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, but back by popular demand, the New York football giants. Six points yesterday. Count them. Six points. Glennon, shocker here, was just awful. Uh, we don't need to see him. We don't need to see him again, ever again. Why he's playing, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I saw today he's 6-24 and 24 for his career. He's made like $31, $32 million. Uh, look, I don't mean to pick on him. It's good for him to get as much money as he can. Obviously, I can't blame him for that. It's these teams' fault for play, for paying him. And like you know, he had some decent moments for Tampa early in his career. He's he's a journeyman. He's a backup. There's no no reason to be playing him at this point, uh, unless the idea 
And I don't know if the Giants are even smart enough to think of this, unless the idea is just to make sure you go four and 13 and pick as high as possible. I think even if you play from, you're probably going to go four and 13. Uh, you're well on your way to doing that. If you're the Giants from uh, eventually, finally went in for Glenn at the end of the game, six to 12 for 50 yards. And uh, to quote the movie major league, after Rick, the wild thing, Vaughn gives up a home run and, and then plunks a batter and gets ejected. Harry Doyle says, about time, it's eight nothing. And that's how I felt yesterday when Fromm came in. I had the same reaction I think a lot of people had, which is, what took you so long? I mean, how much more did you need to see? Uh, Glenn, like I said, was just awful. 99 yards passing, three interceptions. Uh, he, he just doesn't belong on an NFL field at this point. And the Giants give him credit. They hung around in the game. Uh, the Cowboys win 21 to six. I should mention that the game stays way under the total. It felt like the Giants had every opportunity to cover this game and sneak in the back door. I, mean, I was watching some of the better games, but I had an eye on it. And every time I look up, the Giants are like inside the 20 late in the game and they give it up and they get it right back. And, you know, any other team right there gets the cheap touchdown. The defense isn't really, you know, they're, kind of take the foot off the gas. Usually you get the cheap cover there. If you bet long enough, you know, you know, if you're on defense in that scenario and the team is inside the 20, uh, you're in some trouble, but not against the Giants. Not against the Giants. Uh, and if you look at the stats, like I said, the D played well, the D played really well. And this game was dead even in terms of yardage, dead even pretty much in terms of yards per play. And look, if you're getting, I think the line closed at 11. If you're getting 11 and you're dead even in terms of yardage, usually, you know, that's a hell of a bet, but the Giants, like I said, 99 yards passing. I mean, this is 2021. You have a team with 99 yards passing in a league that's easy to throw with some good weapons. In uh, the three interceptions, the first one wasn't uh, Glennon's fault totally. I mean, he just got rocked on the play. The ball goes up in the air and uh, gets intercepted. Cowboys cash in for six. They missed the point after. And, you know, that's pretty much – it's like giving a good pitcher, uh, you know, a few runs early in, in the game. That was pretty much it. The Giants just can't score. And the Cowboys just kept the Giants at arm's length the rest of the game. But Dallas was very conservative. I mean, they punted first drive from the plus 42. Uh, third and seven in field goal range. They just ran a draw and kicked the field goal. Very conservative. They weren't great on offense. I don't know if you, you might have a little concern here for this Cowboys offense, which looked like one of the better offenses, maybe the best offense in the league the first month. They really haven't played great since Dak got hurt. But I think they just took a conservative approach and, probably felt the only way they could lose this game if, is if they turned it over and the could just because the Giants couldn't score. So I think that was their approach. And look, they were right. Like I said, it's like in baseball. If you have a three nothing lead against a team that can't hit, you say, you know what, as long as we don't walk guys and we just make them hit the ball, they're never going to score. And uh, that's the Giants right now. I mean, they have a hard time getting a runner on second base to, to continue the baseball analogy. They are just a painful, dreadful offensive team. 11.8 uh, points per game in their last five since Garrett got fired. Last in the league in touchdowns on the year, 21 offensive touchdowns in 14 games. I mean, this, that's just abysmal football. Like I said, this is 2021. You luck into 14 points, 17 points, just, you know, with, with penalties, with flags, just by throwing the ball. I mean, it's hard to play defense in this league. So uh, this inability to score is just, it's tough to watch. Uh, Saquon Barkley continues to do absolutely nothing. Just a total non-factor in these games. You forget he's out there. And look, you can blame the line, but, you know, Devontae Booker behind the same line does more per carry, more per touch than Barkley. So not a lot good to say about the Giants, except the D played well, and the D's pretty good. 
I think you add one pass rusher and uh, in the draft and you're gonna have some high picks. You got a, a defense you can build around. You're gonna have a hell of a defense going forward. Uh, it's a defense, like I said, I, th I think there's some pieces there. Uh, the offense, forget it. Uh, I mean, uh, let me, I, I think the, the matchup we should all be privileged enough to watch here is, you know, after watching the Jets defense, who can't stop anybody in the Giants offense who can't move the ball. That's, that's the matchup I want to see the Giants offense versus the Jets defense. I mean, that's poverty unit versus poverty unit. That's, that's the offense. That's the matchup we need to see. Uh, like I said, the Jets can't cover a traffic cone and the Giants yesterday. Forget four quarters. You could have played that game, I think for like a week straight and they still wouldn't score a touchdown. If people couldn't leave until they got in the end zone, I think they'd still be out there, you know, hoping for a flag. Uh, it's really their best bet on offense is just throw the ball in the end zone, throw it deep and hope for a flag. They are just uh, a dreadful, dreadful offense. So they are four and 10 going on four and 13. They're at Philly this week, then at Chicago. Maybe you beat Chicago. Maybe you don't. Uh, then home versus Washington. Joe Judge, they all insist he's going to be back. They're all saying the right things. He's now 10 and 20 for his career. Tish insists he'll be back. I don't know. I mean, by the time you finish this year, let's say he's 10 and 23. 10 and 23, 11 and 22, something like that. A new GM is going to come in and you're going to figure he's going to want his own guy. And, you know, even if you do decide to bring Judge back, he's not going to go in, you know, you're going to go into next year and Judge is going to be on the hot seat the moment training camp starts. You know, the moment, you know, you're down 10 nothing to half of the first game, Judge is going to be on the hot seat. So what's the point of starting out like that? You're going to start from scratch. Why start with that tension there? Uh, that's just going to be, He's going to be such a lame duck coach heading into next year. I don't see the point of bringing him back. Just start from scratch. You're going to have a new GM. You're going to have two high picks, probably a new quarterback. I would think, I would hope, you know, just start over. Uh, but that remains to be seen uh, enough of the giants. I am sick of the giants. Let's get to the picks. Uh, first off a recap of last week. The picks were good. Like I mentioned, uh, Bengals plus three win. They got a good shot to win the North. They controlled that game versus the Broncos. Uh, Colts minus two over the Colts. That got a little too close for comfort. I was really surprised. 13-point uh, game, like eight and a half minutes left. Belichick kicked the field goal from the seven-yard line. Look, he's Bill Belichick. I'm not. But you know, to cut it from 13 to 10, still be down two possessions and give the other team the ball, I was uh, – as a Colt better, I was really relieved because I, I, I did not think uh, he was going to do that. Figure if he cut it to six there, the way Wentz was playing, Patriots probably come back and win the game, but uh, the Colts hang on. Saints plus 11 was a winner. Strange game, ugly game, nine nothings. Nobody scored. Nobody even came close to scoring. I don't know if anyone even came in the red zone. Brady looked awful. He might have lost the MVP last night. Hard not to give it to Rodgers. I know he won it last year. I know all the COVID stuff, but, man, I, I just think, you know, Rodgers is clearly the better player at this point. Uh, Chargers Dolphins teaser hit. Thank you, Jets. Giants team total under 16 and a half was a winner. Uh, the losers were painful, man. Packers minus six. That was just awful because that line closed nine and a half. And I actually bought back on the Ravens plus nine and a half, hoping for a middle and up 14 first and goal for the Packers. The Ravens had nobody on defense, just guys off the street uh, and just, you know, couldn't, couldn't end the game. And they were actually up 11 with fourth and goal. They, you know, they missed Adams, I think it was, to put them up 18. They settled for the field goal to make it 14. And uh, the Ravens get a touchdown to make it seven. Then the Packers had what was one of the worst drives you'll ever see. Just three, you know, handoffs into the line with four minutes left, and they punt back, a bad punt on top of it. 
Uh, Ravens get the touchdown, go for two, don't get it. Even if they've gotten the two, Rodgers probably gets them in field goal range to win the game, but tough beat there. Uh, our other loss was the Jets team total under 14 and a half. Thanks to Tua basically gifting the Jets 10 points with turnovers, a couple of interceptions. So uh, a couple of tough, uh, a couple of tough losses. So five and two on the show, we'll still take it. Those numbers still work. And like I said, on the Lombardi line yesterday, gave out the Lions, uh, the Texans and the 49ers. So eight and two overall, a great week, but it's over. It's on to this week. Like I said, two games today, we got the Browns and the Raiders. Browns are now two and a half point underdog. So it's Raiders minus two and a half. Total is 40. Uh, this line has gone everywhere. And that's basically, it's the COVID information. It looked like Mayfield would be back or Keenan would be back. Browns were three and a half. They were six and a half last week when it opened. Uh, but now it is Raiders minus two and a half because Mayfield's out. Keenum is out. Nick Mullins gets the starting quarterback for the Browns. I actually don't think that's a huge downgrade. I mean, that sounds crazy. I actually don't think it's a huge drop-off for Mayfield to Mullins. Mullins has had his moments in the league. If you've watched Baker lately, I mean, he's just not – I mean, you could blame it on the injuries. Maybe that's the case. But it's hard to be much worse than Baker. I don't think that's a huge drop-off. The problem is, uh, you know, they're missing all these offensive linemen. They're missing guys on defense. They're missing Landry. So, you know, it's tough to take the Browns here, but I'm going to take them plus the two-and-a-half. I just think if you look at the Raiders – Everything they've been through this year with rugs, with Gruden, they got an interim coach. You know, this is a warm weather team from Las Vegas. Now they're coming here on a Monday afternoon at two o'clock to play a, a makeup game in Cleveland. You know, a, a couple of the players were tweeting. They weren't happy about how this was handled. They were supposed to play Saturday. Now they have to play Monday. Uh, it's possible with no Waller here, obviously no rugs, that they just no show here. And I know Cleveland's missing a bunch of guys, but. Uh, this is a motivated team. They can still win the division. Like I said, if they win tonight, they're in first place. If they lose, they're in last place, which is really strange. So I'll take the Browns plus two and a half tonight. Probably an ugly game, probably an under. I could see either team winning this game, you know, 19 to 17. So those two and a half could be valuable. Uh, as for the night game, uh, I just can't lay six and a half with the Vikings. It is Minnesota minus six and a half at Chicago. The, the Bears are missing. It, it looks like, you know, it's hard to do this now because Guys can be cleared from COVID at any moment, but the total is 45 and a half. Vikings minus six and a half in Chicago. I'll just make this very simple. You can't lay points on the road with Minnesota. I, I don't care who's playing, who's not playing for Chicago. Uh, Minnesota's lost 16 of their last 21 in Chicago. They've lost five out of the last six against the Bears. For whatever reason, they just don't play well in Chicago. Uh, Cousins, we know the primetime stats are bad. Once you get him out of that Sunday at one o'clock window, for whatever reason, you know, apparently he's a guy, he's almost like OCD with his habits and his rituals. So uh, if you throw him off his routine for whatever reason, he seems to not play well on primetime. The stats are really bad on primetime. So the Vikings are just a strange team. They have a lot of talent, but they're not very good on defense. And they just let these teams hang around. So uh, I would go with the Bears here plus six and a half. If you're going to take the Vikings, find a way to tease it down to a half a point. You know, I don't know that I ever trust Cousins in a tease, but I can't lay the points here. I think this line is a little rich. So uh, Browns plus two and a half, Bears plus six and a half. Hopefully we'll keep it up here uh, with the picks. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll do a, a crossover with Ryan Rothstein. We'll talk Eagles-Giants. We'll talk Eagles-Washington because we got two more NFL games tomorrow, as I mentioned. Also the Rams and the Seahawks play tomorrow. So it is all football all day, all night. It's a lot of fun. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.